0: Leopold to the right hand, puts her down, he's going to dump him hard to the ice. Brady Leopold just loves to fight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Warrior.
1: My dream of being a professional hockey player became a reality, but it was all taken away from me in a very short period of time. For many years, hockey was my outlet I took a chance and made some major changes. This is my story. Someone one
2: emergency.
1: Someone overdosed. What's the address? I overdosed over ten times. I'm one of the lucky ones, and for that, I will always be grateful. This is for all the men and women we've lost. Matthew Luzzinski, Mitch Fadden. This one's for you. My name's Brady Leavell, and I've been to hell and back. This is the road to recovery. I'm grateful. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm stable. What's going on guys? Oh, yeah, Welcome. Hockey oh, yeah, so to Helen back. Episode number 69. I'm Brady Lewell coming at you guys from Muskoka, Ontario. Yesterday was my 34th birthday. Before I go any further, I want to say a very special thank you to everybody who took the time to wish me happy birthday. Few people even sent me gifts. I'm going to get to that at the end of the show. Uh, but thank you, seriously. There was a time not too long ago when my birthday would roll around and not too many people were wishing me a happy birthday. Uh, so things have changed, and I'm just super grateful for all the support. I really, I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on as, as always, uh, and. You know, if you've been following the show, you see all the pictures behind me and uh, we've started this tradition here on this show. We honor one of those that we've lost uh, to suicide or overdose in the hockey community and the numbers are staggering. Tonight's a little bit different. Um, Yesterday, the hockey community, the world received some very, very, very tragic news uh, coming out of the lower mainland in BC. We lost three young hockey players uh, in a tragic car accident late Saturday, or early Saturday morning, August the 21st. Caleb Reimer, 16, Parker Parker Magnuson, 17, and Ronan Sharma, 16, all of the Delta Hockey Academy in the Lower Mainland all tragically lost their lives in a car accident. I know Caleb was suited up for the Edmonton Oil Kings this past season. Ronan was set to take part in the BC Hockey League with the Langley Rivermen. Uh, just a, a huge tragedy. My old coach Rick Lands is a part of the Delta Hockey Academy and I just I know that the the outpour of support and people sending their condolences is is at an all-time high right now. It's it's I honestly I don't even know how to put it into words you guys it's I I've talked with a few of my friends this morning guys that I played with junior and uh, played against in junior but we were friends and How many times we, you know, were driving around or doing things that could have resulted in tragedy and just how lucky, you know, we all are to have made it through it. And just want to send the deepest condolences to all the family members, friends, teammates. It's a horrible, horrible tragedy. We're going to get right into the episode. We have a quick message uh, from our friends over at Team Issued. Thank you to Regan Bartell, Jesse Paradise, everyone at Team Issued. They've been with me since virtually day one, the second episode of my old podcast. Make sure you check them out on social media. If you guys have seen the show, you know how this goes. We're going to see you guys in a couple minutes with Wade McLeod. I talk a lot on this show about how I went from hockey to hell and back. And tonight my guest has also gone from hockey to hell, and back, and now back to hockey. But on a much different path than me, many people might think that mine was self-inflicted, and that might be true in some aspects. But what about when that hell is brought on by things that you cannot control? Tonight, I feel very privileged to get to sit down and chat with Wade McLeod. And I've known Wade for close to 30 years. I grew up in Port Coquitlam and Wade McCloud grew up in the neighboring city of Coquitlam. We're both born in 1987 and we battled against each other on the ice from the earliest times that I can remember. I, of course, went the Western Hockey League group while Wade chased down a scholarship in the BCHL. Wade scored over 100 points one year for the Merit Centennials of the BC Hockey League, which helped him ink a four-year full-ride scholarship at Northeastern University where he starred for the Huskies. From 2007 to 2011, Wade appeared in 149 games for the Huskies and recorded 137 points in 149 games. At the end of the four years, he was signed to a pro contract in the American Hockey League with the Springfield Falcons. With the future looking bright and Wade playing very well, his life was about to take a turn. After receiving a hit and hitting his head into the glass, Wade actually had a seizure on the ice and had to be stretchered off. Upon further medical review, it was revealed that Wade had a golf ball sized tumor in his brain. But being the warrior that he is, Wade fought through it, and he even had to teach himself how to talk again. But that didn't stop him from getting back on the ice. And after six months of recovery, he walked onto the AHL's Toronto Marlies and made the team. Unfortunately, over time, the cancer started to reappear. And so from 2013 to 2018, Wade McLeod went under four surgeries. And since the end of the 2018 season, Wade McLeod's pro hockey career has been put on the shelf. It's been the battle of his life for him and his wife, Carly, and their two young children. But I know how Wade is. He's a competitor. He loves to compete, and he wasn't going to let this cancer define him. Wade has been working really hard with his trainer, Kai, who also trained me for a short period of time, and is just an incredible guy and such a great trainer. And just the other day, after three years removed from professional hockey, four surgeries, brain cancer, after fighting the battle of his life for the past eight years, Wade has once again been cleared to play and embarks on yet another comeback. Just a couple days ago, it was officially announced that Wade had been signed to the Manchester Storm of the EIHL. This truly is what movies are made of. This is a comeback story for the ages. There's no question that Wade is truly an inspiration. And though he and I never really saw eye to eye our entire lives, I feel very honored to have him on my show, for him to trust me with telling his story just before he takes off to once again, relive his dreams of being a professional hockey player. It's a remarkable story. And when Wade suits up again for that first pro game, after a three-year lapse in the battle with cancer, I know there's going to be a lot of emotion, maybe for a lot of people, but only Wade and Carly and those closest to him will really know what he has endured over these past few years and the tireless work that's gone in to getting him back to the place where he can once again play hockey. So without further ado, let's bring him in. It's a huge privilege and honor to introduce to you guys from Coquitlam BC, Wade McLeod.
0: <laughs>
1: What's going on, buddy? What's up? How are you doing, man?
2: It was perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about perfect, but I I hope most of of what I got there was accurate and
2: Yeah, um it's entirely accurate and uh I don't need to do your show anymore Uh, and said it all
1: (laughs) no man there's listen there's so much to unpack here and yeah i like to i like to you know just hey can you turn down your speakers just a tiny bit i think we're getting some pickup on that and then maybe can you still hear me
2: okay can can you hear me
1: yeah we're good we're good perfect yeah no there's a lot to unpack here you know like i've heard I've heard you on your podcast, you and your wife, Carly, have your own podcast sharing your story. I've listened to a few episodes. I've, I've read pretty much every article, but man, there's, we all know that there's so much more to unpack here. You, you can't tell your whole story even in an hour, an hour and a half, man. There's you've been literally to hell and back. So first off, it's so great to see you doing well and looking healthy. And honestly, I can't even believe, well, I kind of can because of who you are and who you're training with, but like you're getting ready to suit back up and play hockey. <laughs> mid thirties, almost brain cancer. And still here you are, you're about to embark on, you know, yet another season. It's incredible.
2: Yeah. Um, I owe it all to, or partially to Kai. Um, he's got me shape and got me back. Not once, not twice, but three times. Um, and I owe it a lot to him. Um, and Steven, uh, was my mental strength coach. Um, I owe a lot to him, but, um, I'm so excited to be back playing professional. Um, it had some ups and downs, mostly downs, um, over the last three years, but, um, I battled through it and, uh, here I am and I'm going to Manchester, England and, uh, all could be well
1: that's it's honestly man it, it's crazy and I kind of want to just go back because you know I didn't touch too much on on your career but we grew up not very far from each other your oh, yeah. mom if I if I'm stand corrected your mom your mom's house has the red door yeah. on uh you know the the steepest hill in all of Coquitlam that Rick Hansen <laughs> his wheelchair up right just crazy so I you know not very far like a five minute drive from where I grew up we've known each other for a very long time we never yes, really eye partially probably because I'm such a, was such an asshole and I want to apologize for that. But man, like, you know, you, you went, the, you went the BCHL route, and it seems like you kind of always had to fight to get where you were, wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? And yeah. you always seemed to end up there. Um, you had staggering numbers in the BC Hockey League. You easily could have played in the dub. There's no question about it. Oh, but yeah. you, decided, you decide to go the scholarship route. Tell me before we get into the cancer stuff, your experience of playing NCAA because I'm always being on the other side of it. I never had that experience. I just love to hear about it.
2: Well. I had a, I had the choice between um, playing for the giants who Memorial cup um, winners um, and playing four years at Northeastern and I outweighed it. And uh, I decided to take the scholarship and um, because two years in the WHL means two years in college. So I outweighed it and um, I'm so happy that I, Um, that I did I played with uh, Tyler McNeely who was a good friend of mine and still is Um, and we were line mates for four years Um, and downtown Boston like come on let's let's uh, (laughs) let's not like if I can move anywhere outside of Vancouver it's Boston
1: it's that sick eh
2: yeah yeah
1: well, Tyler, I know Tyler very well too. We played a little bit of spring hockey together and obviously we played together uh for the Express for a short period of yeah, time. Yeah. Incredible guy and you guys trained together as well and I think you guys yeah. maybe possibly even go back to your your Burnaby Winter Club days way yeah. back like when you were when we were really young. So yeah, oh yeah. any chance you get to to play with a friend, but tell me a little bit about if you like reflecting back on it Wade. You know, in comparison to if you would have say gone to the Western League for a year or two, um, and then probably would have went pro, right? I mean, that's that's the dream. Whereas uh, going to school, you get that extra four years to kind of develop into a man and a player. Like, did you, did, did you think that benefited you from the hockey side?
2: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, like you said, like I had um, 105 points in the uh, BCHL, and uh, sorry.
1: Is that the Coquitlam Express coming? Great <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right
2: um, on you. <laughs> yeah, so um, where was I? Uh, I had 105 points in the BCHL, and um, I chose to go the college route. And um, my first year, my freshman year, um, we weren't very good, but uh, um, my second year was an all-star year. We made the tournament. Um We um, lost um, in the first round. Um, I I tore my groin, um, like maybe third shift and I was out of the game. So, um, but um, the amount of like respect that we got as a club at Northeastern University um, was tremendous because they didn't have that much respect um, in the NCAA community. Um, but we got them to have respect, and um, Northeastern is a top school now.
1: That's awesome! Yeah. yeah, you guys. Well, you guys did very well. I know in your final year, I remember I was training with Kai, and you guys were yeah. in the Beanpot tournament. You yeah. scored a big goal to take it into OT. Yeah, and you guys lost. But it's what a cool experience, man. Tell me, like, how many fans are at at a at a Beanpot game like that? It's like oh, it's right it's
2: it's sold out, like um, seventeen thousand five hundred. And I like, luckily I scored a a goal to tie it up. Um, and, uh, the crowd just erupted and that was the coolest experience, uh, I've had in my hockey career. Like it's so. Still, still yeah. to this day, Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, um, maybe, maybe your comeback game will, oh, will yeah. <laughs> be right up there, but that's still uh still what a month away or so. But yeah. I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. I'm always curious when I get a chance to talk to guys who went the NCAA route, because I am always like, Oh man, you know, it's always the what if, right? Maybe what if I went, went down there, but there's no sense doing that. But I always like to hear yeah. other people's experience and, and yeah. you're able to sign a, a professional contract coming out of college and, and did very, very well in the American Hockey League, man. Like yeah. you were you were right there. Um, I know that you know some guys in your team had some success getting called up, guys you were playing with, and and tell us a little bit about that night leading into that initial seizure because you were yeah. on fire, man.
2: Yeah. Um I was a miss a seven-game point streak and all my linemates got called up and um I felt like I was right there, like right there. Although I was on an HL deal, um, they could have swung it. Um, But um, in hindsight, uh, I got an assist in the first period. And halfway through or a quarter way through the second, um, I got struck into the glass, and my helmet flipped up. And I guess it was the right spot. Like, it put pressure on like my tumor. And um, the whole world went dark and, um, I was spinning out of control what I thought. And then, uh, I blacked out and woke up on a stretcher and my wife was there. My mom was actually in town. She was on the bench. And, uh, I was like, Oh, this isn't good. (laughs) And then I, uh, I went to, um, uh, some hospital in Springfield and, uh, um, I remember holding my wife's hand and, uh, she's the doctor said that uh, I had a mass, the size of a golf ball in my brain. And I just stared at the floor and didn't listen to a word she said after that. And I was like, holy fuck, this is so real. Like, um, I had a seven game point streak, but none of that matters. The fact is like, the mass in my brain, like was the size of a golf ball. Like I I just couldn't comprehend.
1: I can't even, I can't even imagine what that, what that moment must've felt like for you. Um, So how long did they figure that, that tumor was growing before they found it? And if that didn't happen the way that it did that night, what kind of ramifications would you have had down the road? I have no
2: idea how long it's been there like it's probably been there for at least the doctor said at least 10 years um and then uh there's there's no way to be sure um if i didn't get hit like that in that exact spot um who knows how long um how many games i played till i got hit in that spot so it's, uh, it's the way it happened. Um, it's, I don't know, it's my no. life and, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> from that moment though, you were obviously removed from hockey in that, yeah. in that moment. And it was six months. Was there surgery right away?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I talked with uh, a couple or three or four, um, neurosurgeons. Um, and the one neurosurgeon that uh, worked in Boston, um, said, you'll, uh, you'll get back to playing. Um, I guarantee it. So it's like, okay, well let's go with this guy. And, um, actually, uh, he actually warned me the day before that we might keep you awake during this surgery. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay is that normal and he's like yeah it's certain cases um but um i want you to like because my tumor was in like my right motor skills and in my speech center um so he he said like that i'm um he wanted to make sure that i didn't have any speech defects or right motor skills so he had me wiggle my hands during surgery um talking and I don't
1: know. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah. That, yeah. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty heavy. And you mentioned the motor skills and I've, um, I'm not sure where this ties in and exactly what moment, but I also heard before we get to the motor skills that um, you kind of had somebody else uh, from the honky community to lean on that who had gone through something similar. Uh, yeah. Talk um, I listened to you talk about that. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah. So um, Matt, um who um who is like honestly my lifesaver like um he got he was going through this exact same thing five years ago and he managed to get a scholarship to umass lowell who's our rival and um he walked me through everything in a text message um, when Carly got home, she's read it and I was like, holy shit. Like it's, you got a lot accomplished in the short <laughs> time that I was out. And I was like, okay, well, um, thanks to Matt where, wherever he is. Um, but, uh, he was, uh, I bounced some questions off him and, uh, I couldn't be grateful that he was there for me, um, before I had the surgery. So I kind of knew what to expect, but um, there's nothing that could compare to the actual surgery.
1: How, yeah. how much? How much were you thinking in that? You know, uh, during that first surgery, like, okay, you know, were you thinking like, yeah, I have, I have brain cancer, but when can I play hockey? Like, how how much was hockey prevalent in your mind, and how, and how much of it of a driving force was it to keep fighting and just? And and to have that kind of almost like an end goal or something to keep working towards. And the reason why I ask, Wade, is because, uh, you know, hockey has been able to pull me out of some of my darkest times. has that inability to just, or this ability, I mean, to just keep driving us. And so how much of a role did it play for you? uh, And how much were you thinking about that early on in this journey? It was
2: exactly like you said. Um, It drove me to get back playing professional. Um, and the surgery w- went well. Um, I couldn't talk for a couple months, but I went to wow. speech therapy. Um, and she, the person at speech therapy said like, Oh, uh, usually you get your uh, bandages removed because <laughs> I was that motivated and not, um, determined to get my speech back. And, uh, she hasn't seen that. Yet, um, at all in speech therapy like um but i was uh i was determined and i got my speech back um and uh i trained super hard when i could um and uh we got the green light uh in september um i got the green light in september and uh i called in a favor from my old coach uh, in northeastern greg cronin um who was assistant for the leafs and i was like can you get me a tryout or something with the Marlies or I don't know. And he, uh, he's like, Oh, I'll, I'll call you back. Um, and he called me back right away and he's like, okay, uh, um, you got to try out with the Marlies. The Marlies will c- contact you. And, um, um, Marlies camp was in two days. So I had to pack up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh and, uh, God, yeah.
1: Dude. Wow. And you end up making the team as a walk on.
2: Yeah. So, um, I scored Which doesn't uh, happen
1: very often.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um but uh like um I scored two goals in the both exhibition games or I scored one goal in each exhibition game and um the Maple Leafs were riddled with injuries so there was a lot of guys that were called up and stayed up and uh so um he said like um after the exhibition games he Brought me into his office next day and he's like, Congratulations, uh, you made the team, um, and uh, well deserved.
1: So, yeah, wow, man. So, let me let me just go back and (laughs) beginning of the story. So, just months before you weren't able to speak now, yeah, so during that time, Wade, like, what man, I can't imagine how. How frustrating that must have been. Oh yeah. How hard that must have been. Um, was it just your speech that was affected or like, were you training? Were you able to skate at this time? Like what, what was everyday life like while you were having troubles, like learning to speak again?
2: Yeah. So I, I took maybe three months off um, to get my speech back, get like in, in Springfield. Um, let me rewind in Springfield. Like this all happened. Um, Cause we were we, we, Um, this seizure happened on Valentine's day. And then, uh, there was three, four months left in the season. So I got to watch, um, every game from the press box and, um, and they actually, uh, they actually went to the second round. So, um, and then my friends and colleagues didn't even know what was going on, um, with speech therapy and I got home and luckily like. I could tell that there was some things wrong with my speech, but no one could tell. So, um, I, yeah. So, um, I didn't start skating till I got the green light to start skating and slowly, slowly build it up. So, and I, um, I thanked Kai, but, um, Kai was with me throughout the, uh, whole off season process. And, um, he, um, he actually like said, like, just, take it day by day. Um, if you don't feel well, don't do it. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, I I owe a lot to him for the first surgery, but, uh, from the second and third. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about that. So you, I know you, you played, uh, some, you played with Marley's, played some in the coast and then uh, you went to, you went to Germany, um, is that, is that the right course of events? Um, like when does the next surgery happen? And, and did you think that after the first surgery that this was something that maybe was in the rear view mirror?
2: Yes, exactly. Um, and I had to go for scans every six months. Um, but, um, they, they said all clear, all clear, all, cl- all clear. And, uh, I thought it was in the past. And, uh, when I went to, uh, I finished the season with Rosenheim and me and my wife went on a three week, uh, honeymoon in Italy, which was great. Um, but, uh, when I first, like second day I got back, um, I found out that, uh, I got an email saying my tumor regrew and, uh, to get down to Boston right away. And I wasn't covered in Boston. So I had to go through the channels of, okay, um, I got to get referred to BC Cancer Clinic and BC Cancer Clinic. um, It was probably maybe three months um, back and forth. And I found the right surgeon and he knew I wanted to play hockey again. So um, I had my second brain surgery. um, And then I went through all the training stuff. And I practiced with a a local team, um, the Coquitlam Chiefs. um, And um, I slowly regained my strength. Um, It wasn't as evasive as the first surgery. um, But um, and uh, I signed in um, with Alan um, and finished uh, half a season there.
1: And you were like a point of game or just over <laughs> yeah. a point of game there after come back too. It was like I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at your story, and I'm like, how? I'm like, how? But let me let me just tell you. There's a I'll tell you a quick story. So I think it was right after you came back from Northeastern. I think I skated with you guys like twice. Yeah. Um, but there was one time, and I just I I remember like because I had you have to remember at this time I had already played in the A. I played with guys. I played with all like NHL guys. Like, and you're just out of school. And I remember telling Kai specifically, I'm like, Wade's like NHL ready, like, right now. Like, I remember watching you we were at Burmy Winter Club. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's really good. Like, you know, and so you were, you were flying high, man. And, and but I mean, this is, thanks, this is hard for
2: you to say that. Um, no, but, but it's uh, true, man. Yeah. It
1: really, it, it really kind of, that was the first time where I was like, wow, maybe that, that was like, actually, I think one of the first times when I thought maybe I should have went NCAA because I was like, wow, what, what did they, what do they do over there? <laughs> but you have to remember, I hadn't seen you play for years yeah, yeah. because I never crossed paths with you. So, you know, it was just a lot of changed. but so you have that other brain surgery and so that's number two you've had four when does number three happen and um and how does the news come down after having a second brain surgery and thinking maybe now it's in the rearview mirror but then getting that call
2: yeah so um i actually uh thought i was in the rearview mirror like you said um but uh um i played the full season with frankfurt and then i um signed with dresden in the dell too and we moved all our stuff to dresden um we road tripped to dresden and um and in the back of my mind and carly's mind like we thought that like i hate to say it but um in the back of our mind like okay so what happens if i reoccurred and um the tumor reoccurs and um, all our stuff's in Dresden. And sure enough, that happened. And um, the tumor grew back. I had a surgery. And then they brought it to the board um, and f- with four neurosurgeons. Um, two of them said it was a grade two. Two of them said it was a grade three. So I decided um, through, um, discuss it with my neurosurgeon. And um, he said, like, Okay, um this is the last chance. Um you're going to change your diet um and within 2 months I had an aggressive brain tumor and had to have emergency brain surgery. Um after all that, um I knew exactly what that meant. Um I had to do 6 weeks of radiation, a full year of chemo and battled hard to save like battled hard for my life.
1: Wow, man. That's, um, is that, was, I mean, I, I don't know how you, how you compare moments leading up to that, but I mean, the third time around, does it get exhausting? Were you still hopeful? Like in your darkest times, Wade, when you're alone, when you were alone by yourself, maybe Carly's not around. Like, how were you feeling in that moment? Were you scared? Were you, optimistic like how how was wade mcleod doing personally through those moments
2: yeah um to say i was not scared is a complete understatement so i was i was petrified but i remained to push it away and remained optimistic that okay third surgery i'm gonna change my diet change my whole lifestyle and uh back to back seizures, um, uh, in my home caused me to realize like, Oh fuck, this is going to happen again. Um, um, I thought I was, I, to be honest, I thought I was dying, um, right there on the couch. And then, um, so fast forward my fourth brain surgery,
1: um, which was when, when was the last one, Wade?
2: Uh, August 26,
1: 2018.
2: Okay. And we had um, our girl in uh, Frankfurt um, who's seven months um, and I had to battle not the um, I had to battle with taking care of a baby. Thank, Thankfully, I had Carly who um, managed to Take care of her when I was in bed. Um, Like, I probably slept for 16, 17 hours a day and I only got up to eat. And, uh, like, I felt so bad that I wasn't there for Ava. And uh, that still drives me like, okay, like, and uh, that's a good picture. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's uh, um, on the ice in Frankfurt. Um, And you can see that i have such a smile on my face like that's the best time we've had so far and um and uh, luckily i can do that with my next baby georgia and skate around the rink and um uh have it uh have her and um ava um continuously says um you're gonna skate around the rink um with baby Georgia just like you did with baby Ava? <laughs> and I was like, Yes, that's true. And uh um I can't say enough for Carly and Ava. Um, this is this is uh my tattoo, Carly and Ava um intertwined and the victory symbol um right there. So
1: well I saw I saw a video Wade where you know you when it's the video where you know you've just been free or cleared of cancer and you're telling your your daughter and man like you know i hadn't spoken to you in years i watched that video and i was like bawling my eyes out (laughs) many people bawled their eyes out i
2: bawled my eyes out too so like it was so surreal um and my um uh, mother-in-law got um came with me um because carly was working um she's a saint that worked throughout the whole cancer journey and um my mother-in-law um i told my mother-in-law um that i beat cancer and uh she filmed it um and i i grabbed Ava, and then i said like bawling my eyes out i beat fucking cancer (laughs) and uh it was so relieving to know that i've conquered the one fucking disease that kills a many many people millions of people and i just wanted to like say fuck you cancer like you didn't win yeah yeah
1: well let me let me give you one of these <laughs> honestly man um it's my, you know, I lost my grandma to cancer. I think we all know somebody that you know has lost lost a life to cancer. And like yeah. you said, it's you know, it's I can't imagine, Wade, you know, it's the, the first time you hear it, the second time you hear it, the third, now four surgeries. Um what kept you going aside from Carly and Ava? Was there was there an outlet for you? Um, was, I also heard that, you know, you and Carly both were speaking to a sports psychologist throughout uh, so the as, different times,
2: um, a mental strength trainer, okay. um, MST. So, um, we had, uh, I, um, I talked to him way back in, uh, the Toronto Marlies days and we kept in touch and, um, we kept, uh, like dealing with the cancer scare and, um, I, a lot to him because, um, with that, without his, without his guidance, um, I don't know where I'd be today. And like, he claims that, Oh, I did all the work, but he, um, helped me cope with anxiety, panic attacks. Cause I didn't want to have another seizure, but, um, like it was so like panic driven that, um, I was so scared to have another seizure so um he helped me cope with that um he helped carly tremendously deal with um her um stuff that she's dealing with um and then uh yeah so it's um it was really good to have uh um the combined support system and the overall goal to not let cancer win, not let cancer be the reason I retire from hockey. And uh, to be honest, um, to answer your question, like um, I was in my room most of the time and I would just visualize like the past or the past goals or the past, like when I was seven, I scored two goals at the brick finals. Like, um, and yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, um, that past, um, drove me to the present. Um, and I visualized that and like got myself feeling good. And, um, yeah, so it's kind of funny how Carly had her thing and then I had that thing and like, you got to listen to my podcast because I don't do a good job explaining it. So um, yeah, you have to, um, everyone has to, uh, a living a, breakthrough yeah. A living breakthrough available yeah.
1: on all podcast platforms. If you're yeah. watching or listening to the show, the link to the podcast will be available after the show. Or okay. if you listen to the audio, Thank I'll have the link uh, available. Yeah, definitely check it out. And I just want to give a shout out to Carly too, because I know she probably felt the same way as, is you about me not really liking me but i met her a long time ago you know my former high school girlfriend they played like volleyball together on the coquitlam ducks or something like yeah. that, 100 years ago and, and so you know i've been watching a lot of your videos listening to your podcast and uh just so much strength in her and you know really blessed to have her by your side for sure and i know you are always you're always saying it um but it's a it's important because it's not just you who have you know though it's you who's been you know, maybe physically going through a lot of it. She's been right there by your side and, yeah. and, and picking yeah. up a lot of slack yeah. and, and going through it too. So it's, you know, just want to yeah. give her a big shout and, out. Those to her. Um,
2: the, the night that my mind started switching like to, okay, I'm going to beat this um, was in the bedroom. Uh, she's, she said to me like, Oh, I, um, I wish this happened to me. And I was like, no, it's, happened to me for a reason and i'm gonna get fucking through this and we're gonna live a long happy life together and
1: um and you did it man you you beat it and and so tell me so 2018 your last surgery yeah uh, um, how long after your surgery did you get the news uh was that video um that we were talking about earlier how long after that surgery
2: yeah so um the the following Christmas, I was cancer free. um, And from August to the following Christmas, it was a year, year and a half um, that uh, I got the uh, green light to start training again, um, skating again. um, And then um, I actually was ready to go um, back last year.
1: Okay, I was going to ask you that. But yeah, so
2: um, my, I talked to my agent, and he was um, admits the pandemic, and uh, I had a compromised immune system, so I didn't really want to go, but the fact is that I already took two years off. Who knows what I'm going to do with three years off? Like, I expressed that to him, and he's like, well, um, there's – Leagues are shutting down. Um, you best be, uh, um, going and training for another year. And, um, that's exactly what I did. Um, but, um, my headway hockey kind of morphed into, um, a, um, to be honest, like it was strictly skating and, um, I decided to have a, like a meeting with my trainer, Kai. And I said like, um, do you want to join forces, but 50, 50 and um, um, let's get this online. And um, so you
1: developed an online. Uh, yes. During the pandemic. Platform. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, that logo right there. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, not only, has it brought me back? Not once, not twice, but three times now. Um, And it's proven so successful to many like athletes, many hockey players um, achieving their dreams, whether it's um, midget to junior or junior to NCAA or WHL or NCAA athletes playing pro and AHL, AHL athletes make it the jump to the NHL and sticking um like Brad Hunt. Um, yeah. he, um what a sleeper he's, he's
1: been. Holy he's, cow. Like
2: he's uh actually started training with Kai and he actually said uh or he actually said to Kai, um, I don't know um how I'm like what the next step is because um, I'm leading the defenseman or the league in the mm-hmm. AHL. And I don't, um, I, I fizzle out and, uh, I get called up for a couple games, get sent back down. And he's like, well, um, train with me. And, uh, to be honest, you'll, um, you'll get there. And, um, Brad hasn't, uh, um, hasn't been sent down, um, hasn't missed a game since, uh, for injury. Like he's, uh, and he signed with the, the Vancouver Canucks
1: very cool and, yeah uh,
2: yeah it's uh, it's a dream like um, I trained with him um, and he's like he's so excited um, he's always has a smile on his face but yeah he's so excited to coming back home and um, playing for the Canucks
1: Brad Hunt let me tell you a story about Brad Hunt so when I was <laughs> when I was 16 I was playing for the Ridge Meadow Flames and Brad Hunt's in 88 so he's a year younger than us well he played for, it must have been, I don't know, the mid of triple A team, just in Maple Ridge or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he would come out and he'd practice with us sometimes. And we had a coach, um, Brian Crawford was his name. And I remember specifically um, after the second or third time he skated with us, I remember Brian told like me and Brennan Sony and a couple other guys, They're like he's like, do you want to know the one guy on the ice tonight that's gonna play in the NHL? And we're like, yeah, who? He's like that kid right there, and he points at Brad Hunt. (laughs) And here's a kid that was like barely, he barely made the AAA Maple Ridge midget team at 15, and and he's telling us he's gonna play, and he just kept evolving and evolving. Oh yeah, um, and it's it's really cool to hear that he's with with Kai. So tell us a little bit more about Headway headway hockey and um i have it down there headwayhockey.ca for people that want to check it out but it's an online training platform what kind of things do you guys do on there and and how do people get involved with that
2: yeah so um you follow our training to a t so um on mondays for instance um we have balance and agility followed by upper body warm-up upper body circuit um Upper body stretching and meditation. Okay. Like that was a two and a half hour um, class that we explained it all online. And Tuesdays um, is upper body war- or lower body warm up, um, progressional pregame warm up. Um, who Kai's, um, Kai developed this program, um, this warm up for 20 years. Yeah. And uh he ha- is sw- sworn by it. And um I tell you right now that players in hockey um play sewer bowl and think yeah. that's a warm-up. Yeah. And um the uh the boxers, the MMA fighters, the um basketball players even like warm up incredibly like so you're, they're sweating and uh like Kai stands by this and I stand by it um, and it's done incredible things for my hockey career I can't tell you enough well
1: obviously it has how many comebacks you got to make before' <laughs> listening to, to, to you guys and it's it's amazing man Kai is um, it's very cool uh, the, you know the, the just the way that Kai trains is uh, I've said it you know he's the best trainer that I ever had even though it was for a short period of time it's yeah. just something Something I'm special gonna, about the way that he does it, um, how he does it. Yeah, uh, and
2: uh, he get he gets in my head, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna rep a couple more reps, and um, yeah. I'm gonna get quicker, and like um, he motivates you to almost to the very end. Yeah, um, he almost vo- motivates you to puke. I have puked in a workout. And I'm sure that you have puked it many oh, times. Oh yeah, he
1: made me puke a few times. It didn't take much because I was off for a bit. But man, I'll yeah. tell you, he, he doesn't he doesn't mess around. And and yeah. you know, it's you need that though. Look at what you've gone through and 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 where you're headed, man. Without Kai um, or somebody like Kai, I, I have to say, without Kai um, training, I am not sure if that if that yeah. is even possible. I don't know anybody I, else who. I, who cares like he does, who does what he does. And, um, but obviously you had to put in the work, you had to show up, you had to fight through it. You still had to do it. And oh, I was, yeah. I was really interested to see that, you know, I think it was when you first started, I don't know if you should still do it, but you were rollerblading quite a bit as well.
2: Yes. Um, I rollerblade maybe well, um, on leg days, if it's sunny, I'll rollerblade to the gym.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And if it's rainy, um, I, um, I get Tyler to pick me up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are still training together, eh, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. Who else is, so it's you and Brad trains with you guys. Who else? No, yeah. so there's yeah. still any, anybody our age still playing anymore or what? You guys um, are the timers now.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of young bucks in the gym. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, me, Tyler, Brad, um, Finucci is still playing, um, in the yeah? yeah. Um, wow. But, uh, he doesn't train with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, um, that's, that's everyone that's, uh, training, um, with us. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, so you've been tra-
1: you've been training pretty hard now for for a couple years leading into this season. Like, how are how are you feeling like gauging it versus, a, you know, a typical season? Not, you know, let's put the brain cancer behind us for a second. Oh, yeah. Like it didn't happen.
2: It's, great. it's way behind us.
1: There you go. Yeah, there you go. So how how are you feeling heading in? to manchester because i think like the first exhibition game or games like september 22nd or something like that yeah
2: so okay. september 17th okay 22nd and 23rd um that's i think um i'll be top 20 in scoring
1: i think you will too i think yeah. you'll probably be top 10 to be perfectly honest if
2: i think like, top five
1: <laughs> <laughs> like honestly man i mean listen you have you have all the tools to do it You're you're your natural goal score you're super offensive i mean you're good in your own end too but you have all the tools to do it so you're feeling you're feeling good what's the do you have a do you have an end goal like when when would you feel comfortable retiring from hockey and what does your lo- life look like after hockey having gone through all of this stuff now
2: yeah so um when i retire um it's going to be on my own terms. um i have kai says you um 34 is your prime
1: that's what he told me too he'd always refer to trent clatt and this and that
2: yeah yeah
1: Yeah, you're in your prime he said
2: like um you can retire when you're 44 or 45 That that that's the um how we how we train yeah we train to a minute on minute off um explosive whatever. And then, um, so I just am so excited to share my, um, hockey pro experience with my girls. So, um, uh, I don't know if you listened to the last podcast we had Ava on, um, but, uh, she made the announcement that, uh, we're moving to England and, uh, she was, uh, Carly asked her like, Oh, what, what are you so excited for? And it was like, Peppa world. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, are you not excited for me to play hockey again? And she's like, yes, I am. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, it's uh, and Georgia is um, six months and uh, I'm excited to like um, prolong my career so she can watch me play and remember it. That's amazing. um, Yeah. So um, I'm not going to retire um, within, I don't know,
1: play as long as you can. Yeah. Man.
2: It's retirements, uh, out of my mind. And yeah.
1: What do you, what do you take from all this life experience moving forward? Wade? Like, I mean, you've lived literally, you know, I've lived through hell and back in a different fashion, but you yeah. literally yeah. faced, you know, the, the brink of death, yeah. um, the odds were not, you're not good and you fought through it. And you're on the other side of it. And, you know, your elite prospects page does not say retired, you know, yeah. like that didn't define your hockey career. <laughs> and Here you are. So what is the greatest lesson that maybe you learned through all of this, Wade?
2: Wow. Um, never to give up on your dreams. That's. And always stay positive no matter what shit you've gone through no matter what no matter what cancer has brought me through or hardships brought me through um getting cut not making a team whatever always stay positive and don't let any of this shit bring you down um always stick with your dreams and always fight for your dreams um because the mind can um whatever the mind can conceive and achieve, um, whatever the mind can conceive and believe you can achieve. So, um, I live by that, uh, very true to myself. And, uh, yeah, so it's, um, I guess never stop dreaming and no matter how big or small it
1: is, um, I absolutely love it man. You're honestly you're you're such an inspiration. Have there been many people that have reached out to you that have oh. that have you know wanted to chat with you have maybe gone through cancer themselves?
2: Yes. Um I talked with uh I talked with um someone yesterday. Um and we had a 40 minute conversation and um the um the amount of stuff that I went through, um, like I'm honest, like um, it was not fun, but um, I, I started the, the podcast because we realized that there's so much to share um, and there, it's not like um, anywhere to share in 40 minutes, like it's hours and hours and hours of stuff that we want to share. So that's why we started the podcast and to give like hope and um, inspiration to people that have gone through cancer or that have um, or going to go through cancer or people that have a loved one that goes through cancer or absolutely any hardship that um, they can go through. Um, It's, it's like, therapeutic in one sense that, uh, um, we can share that with everyone.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's pretty powerful. Have you found that it's been healing for you and, and you're, oh, you're yeah. all to talk about it?
2: Oh yeah. I, I cry every episode <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, the, I don't know every episode, but, um, um, me and Carly, um, haven't talked about this, um since the day it happened and we're reliving some of the um messed up things that we both went through yeah and it was it's been so therapeutic
1: that's awesome man it's um you know there's something you know and people have been saying it forever but there is something very powerful when when you can just speak freely you yeah, know, things that you know you're going through or have gone through. Um, and not only is it beneficial to you and Carly, but without question, you guys are helping and have helped many people. Um, yeah, that's, maybe that people that you haven't even directly talked to, but they've just heard your story and it helps them, right? It's it's yeah. really powerful.
2: Um, and Carly um got the Instagram message saying like that she listens to her. podcast every day on the the way to work and um she's doesn't she hasn't gone through cancer or anything but she just relates to it so much
1: it's pretty amazing when something like that happens and that's the thing right is like life is life has so many peaks and valleys for everybody not everyone's gonna go through addiction not everyone's gonna go through brain cancer but there's you can bet that everyone's gonna go through some level of shit at some point in their life regardless of what it is and and Maybe they're not comparable or or whatever, but you know, adversity is part of life, and you know your your strength, Carly's strength, um, even little Ava's strength. I'm sure, um, you know, is is helping so many people. And yeah, um, I would encourage everybody to check it out. I, I haven't listened to every episode, but I've listened to quite a few, especially over the past couple of weeks um, leading up to this show. And um, I know we were supposed to do this the other day, but the, the team hadn't made the official yeah. annou- the team hadn't made the official announcement. But now it's official. Um, so tell me, tell me before I let you go here. We got a few minutes, but tell me what that moment was like when you saw the actual press release of Wade McLeod signs pro contract after three years and all that battle. Tell me what that moment was like for you. <laughs> it
2: was so fucking good. Um, and I'm so excited, and I know I've said this many times. Like, um, I'm excited to play professional. I'm excited to be wanted again. <laughs> And, uh, um, my agent said, like, um, when I first signed with them, he's, um, he's like, welcome back. And I was thinking about that and I was just like, wow, it's three years have gone by and I haven't played professional hockey. Um, and, uh, he said, welcome back. And I was just like, okay, um, fucking rights, like, this is it like it's uh i'm gonna embrace every moment um that i have um and i'm going to embrace my family um and like so many people are gonna come visit me um it's gonna be a never-ending um revolving door in my flat <laughs> yeah. and uh but it's uh, so crazy that um the amount of support I've gotten, um, just like from the GoFundMe page. Like, um, it's just so surreal that, uh, I finally have made it back.
1: It's, um, it's, it's honestly, it's unbelievable, man. I, I, you know, I have to be honest because, you know, I was going through, um my own struggle i was like totally off social media i was actually for a number up until i mean i guess maybe two years ago Mm -hmm. a year and a half ago i was actually completely unaware that you had been going through all of this just because i was so disconnected yeah um what what do you say about like the hockey community like how did the hockey community rally behind you when word got out that you were going through this and your family
2: yeah so um like the burning winter club for instance uh um Made WM stickers um, wow. um, and the hockey stick um, and the um, the cancer logo, and they sold them for um, I don't know ten dollars or something. And um, my brother's team, um, beer league team, yeah, still, still wears them. And I skated with uh, I, I um, I'm skating with them tomorrow for playoffs. And uh, they they all still have it.
1: Where and- where where are you playing out of Coquitlam or eight ranks?
2: Yeah, eight ranks.
1: <laughs> Is it like what division are you playing? One,
2: the high, the highest. Yeah. Good.
1: Do you run into guys like Campos? And oh
2: yeah, there. Yeah, yeah.
1: What's your Campos, team called?
2: Uh, the Mets. But like, okay. Campos, Chapman. Uh, yeah. They're not playing this summer, but uh, I run into them um, uh, quite a bit, um, and then. Uh, Yeah. So it's, uh, it's fun. Um, it's a blast. Um, and, uh, like the hockey community has supported me throughout this entire thing. Um, I, uh, recently did, a um, a podcast with, um, the breaking ice. Um, it's, um, it's like a girl's podcast, but, uh, she said that, uh, Wade can for sure come on it and, uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it's um, it's I'm a, I'm an open book. Um, whoever wants to hear my story, they can uh, Google me or um, call me, whatever. Um, but uh, I'm a, I'm an open book, so um, there's uh, going to be a, a lot of interviews that I have to go through. So um, I'm
1: hey, I'm very sure of that, man. <laughs> You better believe that the hockey news and sports, or Sports Illustrated, the hockey news is one with sports and TSN. You better believe that they're all going to be coming, coming very soon. Um, once you're over there to share your story and and rightfully so, man, this is one that I think everybody needs to hear. Um, man, it's I just I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story. I know that we didn't always see eye to eye and. Could be for a number of reasons. I think I, you know, I was a pretty big asshole as a kid and said some things that, you know, I probably didn't understand. It didn't mean we don't need to go. I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about. But, oh, yeah, I do. But, but um, yeah, karma's, karma's a bitch. Karma's yeah, a bitch. And, it, it's, and uh,
2: it's good to see that you're doing so well. Um, and you have hockey to Helen back and uh, you're doing really well. And I respect you. And um, I, um, I, Yes. It's good to see you that uh, you're doing so well.
1: Well, I I appreciate it, man. It's been been a grind. And and likewise, you know, it's two totally different ends of the spectrum. Um, But I'll tell you, man, I'm so proud of you. And I can't say that I'm really surprised because I know how you are on the ice. I know how you are in the gym and you compete. And, um, you know, if there's one guy that was going to fight this, it was you. And um, I'm just, I can't can't imagine how proud you are, how proud Carly and your family and Kai must just be over the moon, proud and, and excited to see you hit the ice. The last question I have for you, Wade, before I let you go is what is the thing that you're most excited about stepping back on the ice for a game? Is there? Have you thought about it? Is, is it, you know, what is, what has been missing? What, what is it about hockey that you're excited to get back to the most?
2: Um, I'm excited to hear like the fans. The, uh I know that there's no fans like NHL um got no fans but last um round of playoffs like there is something that happens to players when there's fans in the building yeah. and um I'm excited for that I'm excited to get my monkey off my back and score the first goal. <laughs>
1: I, and, I heard you did that. I read somewhere though that you did get a big goal in beer league when you first came back. You got your first goal after a few years, and that even felt good. So I yeah. can't what it's gonna feel like when you get that first goal.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm excited to just share it with my family. Um, to be honest, um, and uh, yeah, I think that's uh,
1: about it. Awesome, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you. Make sure if you're listening or watching this, um, check out Wade's podcast, A Living Breakthrough, and also Headway Hockey. You guys are on Instagram too, Headway Hockey, right?
2: Yeah.
1: At Headway Hockey. Um, If you want, listen, take it. I know Wade touched on it, but take it from me um Kai's training program Wade's expertise in hockey I can guarantee you that it's the best training program out there I'll put my stamp of approval on that <laughs> and See it because thank I, you
0: thank
2: you thank you but
1: I've lived it I've done it yeah. and, and oh yeah it's uh it's honestly it's next level and it honestly it just makes sense we talk about the training for one minute on one minute off and so many other trainers it's like okay well why would we train for three or four minutes straight and then break or even longer when hockey is one minute on one minute off it yeah. only makes sense yeah that was you know when I first went to Kai that was like groundbreaking to me I'm like hmm I'm like <laughs> this is so simple but it I never had stopped to think about that yep. right it, it yep. just makes 30, sense so
2: 30 seconds to 1 minute off and 1 minute break if you can do that for 30 minutes you'll last a lifetime
1: in hockey <laughs> you got it man well yeah. listen so when do you take off
2: uh I haven't gotten the full details yet um I have to wait for my passport to get in um visa um but uh probably september 15th i could see because i want to be here for my do- daughter's birthday which is september 14th
1: okay and so will you guys all go over together at one shot or are you going to no, over-
2: um they they're gonna um carly georgia and ava are gonna come like three weeks to a month later yeah
1: nice you get settled in and get yeah. going well yeah Listen, man. I'm gonna be following you closely, and uh, I'm, you know, I know that you have a ton of people behind you. There's a bunch of comments and stuff coming in. Um, so many people are are behind you, just in this show. Never mind your support staff, but you have a whole, a whole country in Canada cheering you on, man. There's no doubt about it, and I can't wait to uh, see more stories and and just watch this all unfold because it's uh it's truly incredible and inspiring yeah. and uh you deserve all the best man through all the shit you've gone through and fought through it all and kept up in good spirits and just yo know, set back okay let's go back to work back to the drawing board you're a perfect example of what a true professional is um and i think that the guys over there in manchester are going to Never mind. Just benefit from your skills as a hockey player, but all the people at organization are going to benefit from just having you around, from your experience in the A and college, and and your life, all of it. Um, they're very lucky to have you, man. And uh, I'm wishing you Thank all you. the best, man. Thank oh, you. Seriously, Great. all the best. Go get it. Get that first goal, and then get like 40, 50 more, man. Because yeah, I know you can do a, it. That's the plan. I know you can do it, and I know you know too. So all the best, man. And we'll be in touch. Um, give everyone a, a big high for me. Give give Kai a couple pressure points for me. Yeah. <laughs> don't mind. I can still feel those claws on me coming up behind me, like making me cringe, man. So,
0: yeah,
1: but seriously, man, from the bottom of my heart, I'm, I'm very proud of you um, and wishing you all the best. And I truly yeah. appreciate your time. And thanks. Yeah. Thank you to Carly for letting me borrow your husband for, uh, for an hour and 20 minutes or whatever it's
0: been. Yeah.
2: Thank, thank you. And uh, um, I have to say um, you're doing An amazing job and um, I'm so proud of you as well because um, we may not have seen eye to eye but um, I respect you and I respect that you've beaten the addiction and um, I uh, yeah I've had
1: listen I've had a lot of people tell me that over the last 18 it's been 18 months and I've had a lot of people tell me that over the past 18 months and no disrespect to everyone else but hearing that from you means quite a bit more just knowing our past and and not seeing eye to eye and stuff and it's just kind of cool that we can sit down well across from each other virtually after all these years hash our shit aside let's tell your story um and i'm just i appreciate you man and like i said like i'm a huge wade mcleod fan i'm behind you every step of the way and if there's anything i can ever do probably not but if there's anything i can do or whatever i'm always here man um I think we all are and we're all excited for you to take the ice. So yeah. Can't wait, man. Only less than a month away. You go get it and you got this. I know you got this, and I, you know, it's gonna look really good on you, man. Fucking right, you deserve it. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All the best. Go get him, buddy. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Thank you to Wade McLeod. Are you guys kidding me? That is a story. So many parts to it i could sit here and talk to him for another couple hours probably a couple days thank you wade thank you for trusting hockey to hell and back and me with sharing your story i know you're gonna have to do it quite a quite a few times probably for many years to come so why not brush up and practice right here and uh, i'm just super grateful that we were able to do this um after all those years it just man yeah i'm just i'm I'm like flabbergasted here. When when you reflect back on all the stuff that he has had to gone through his wife and I just, you know, I've gone through hell, but I think I always knew in the back of my mind that somewhere inside of me, even though it didn't feel like it at times, that I always had a choice that I could, you know, that I could beat this if I just started to do some certain things. But when you're talking about something like brain cancer It's on a whole nother level. It's totally out of your control. You're literally out of control. You have to go see a doctor, sit down. You're trusting, sorting out what surgeon, going through the process. I can't even imagine. Wade, man. Unbelievable stuff. We're going to hear from uh, our friends at Pride Tape. We'll come back and wrap it up. I'm going to show off this really cool picture I got from my friend in Germany, actually from Susan for my birthday, but was drawn from my friend in Germany, Elena. We'll be
0: right back, guys. Pocket of Hell and Back is brought to you by Pride Tape. Pride Tape is a badge of support from teammates, coaches, parents, and pros to young LGBTQ players. It shows every player that they belong playing the sport they love and that we're all on the same team. Show your support for teammates, coaches, and fans in the LGBTQ community by wrapping your stick with Pride Tape. Every roll of tape will make an impact in sports and beyond. Inclusion starts with leadership. Check out some of the ideas of how you can get involved at youcanplayproject.org. Check out Pride Tape at pridetape.com. For more information, you can send an email to Aubrey at pridetape.com. That's A-U-B-R-E-E, Aubrey at pridetape.com. You can find Pride Tape on Facebook.com slash Pride Tape, on Twitter at Pride Tape, and at Pride Tape on Instagram. Pride Tape thanks all of you for being champions for change.
1: Thank you to my friends at Pride Tape. They posted a picture on their Instagram yesterday for my birthday. Actually, a few people did. It was pretty cool. Um, Like I said earlier, there was a time not that long ago when people were probably hoping that I was going to die. Like, seriously, that's where my life was at. So I really appreciate all the support. There's a lot of comments coming in for Wade um, that I just didn't get to. I was too into the conversation. But I'll put them up at the end. Um, Check out this picture I got, this portrait drawn in pencil all the way from Germany. Thank you to Susan who's upstairs. Part of my birthday present, picture of me and Veda drawn in pencil. From Elena, thank you Elena. I know you're probably watching this after, it's late in Germany right now, but um, very, very cool. She also did this one up here of me and that kind of in spot, that picture up there in comparison to this one because she stopped drawing for a while She's really stepped up her game. Not that that one isn't good, but she started to draw a lot of hockey players. And that was the first picture that she, that started her on her drawing journey again about six months ago. So it's really cool. Um, Thank you, Elena. Also got a couple of new skate bracelets from Stuart Smith. Um, Very cool. Stuart, I know you're watching right now. Thank you. He also sent me another gift um, way above and beyond. You did not have to do that. I, I appreciate it got a couple other things i don't have time to to go through them all but thank you thank you to everyone who wished me happy birthday who got me something who whatever it's i don't i don't like it i don't like my birthday i don't like getting presents but i do appreciate them and i just thank you so much this is so cool so cool um Anyways, uh, we'll be back, I think, maybe Wednesday. Um, possibly just keep it Sundays right now until hockey starts back up again. We'll be back up to two episodes a week for sure during the season. I got some good some good guests lined up for when hockey starts back up. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully working a hockey camp up here in Muskoka this week. Apparently Mitch Marner's going to be there. I know Zach Bell's going to be there at Always Hockey. He's local. Um, the hockey trick shot guy, as you guys know him. So that's going to be fun any chance to get on the ice with the kids and coach after you know the place that i was at i I just that was something that i never thought was going to happen again it was like who's going to trust their kids with me you know um and the hockey community has just been so kind so gracious and um much like wade said it's just it's unbelievable it's just such a small community and without hockey there is no way that i'm able to battle back through the hell that i was going through there's just absolutely no way Um, So I'm just super grateful uh, for everyone's support. That's pretty much it. Um, I haven't been feeling good lately. I don't think I have COVID, but it's been really hot in Ontario. I'm sweating sitting here. Um, I want to say hello to all my family back home. I haven't seen you guys in way too long. My dad, my mom, especially my kids out there. I love you guys. I miss you guys. Um, There's Lando's, Lando's watching cast says lando can't wait to get on the ice with you brady lando and i have been able to get on our rollerblade and stuff but not on the ice yet i'm really really looking forward to that a couple more comments while i'm here david carlson great show all the best to you and your family wade listening loud and clear wade thank you for coming on tonight your time is very much appreciated matthew Meanser down in argentina saying beer league ringer talking about wade playing beer league uh, michelle miner you have such a wonderful support on your side, Wade. Your story is such an inspiration. Keep believing in yourself and living your dream. Oh, I didn't see this one. My friend Lando says, Lando loves using your headway hockey bands, Wade. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure what that is, but I wish I would have saw that earlier. Um, Matthew also saying a couple other things. we got a few more. I'll throw them up at the end. Um, but before I go, thank you again to Wade McLeod unbelievable story one of my favorite podcasts that i've done to date anyways guys i'm trying to figure this out i'm a one-man show over here i don't have no producers or anything like that hopefully that's going to change though hopefully we'll get somebody to do some of the background stuff not that it's that hard anyways guys we'll see you at the next show thank you to wade mcleod thank you all for listening if you're watching on youtube press subscribe, press that like button. We're trying to grow the YouTube channel. I have no idea how to do it, but we're trying. If you're watching on Facebook, share it, like it. If you're listening to the audio, take the time if you can, rate and review it. If you liked it, great. If you didn't, tell me you didn't like it. I can take it. Trust me, people have called me worse. People have called me worse. Just give me your honest feedback. Thank you guys. Take care of each other. Stay kind, be grateful, and remember, have a great day if you so choose.
0: Rocket to Hell and Back. is brought to you by Performance Wellness. The collaboration between First Star Therapy and Mindframe brings a flexible, holistic program to athletes. The goal is to empower and enhance every athlete's well-being on and off the field of play through focus on intentful movement and mindful practices. You can contact them at consult at firststartherapy.com and team at mindframe.info. Plus, you can check them out on the web at firststartherapy.com And follow First Star on Instagram at firststar.therapy and at Mindframe on Twitter plus MindframeFit on Instagram.
2: You know me, I have only a path I'm lonely, but damn, I'm going I don't want no fake love, I want the real stuff Everybody listen up, cause I'll only say it once I'm gonna show you all the path, if you want it bad I'm gonna show you every side, yeah, how you can get it back Yeah, cause I ain't never done, I'll be number one Working never hard until I get just what I want Yeah, rises like the sun, yeah, fatal like a gun Shooters gonna shoot it
0: I'm
2: grateful, oh yeah, able, oh yeah, I'm stable, oh yeah, are label, oh yeah, you know me, I have only, but that, I'm lonely, but damn, I'm going.